Welcome to another episode of the Physically Jacked and Financially Stacked podcast. Today is a pleasure to have one of our superstar students, Asri, who is over here after our Dubai Mastermind event yesterday. He's flown away from Bulgaria. Asri is originally from the UK, however, and lives in Bulgaria. We'll be moving to Dubai, I think, at some point. 23 years old, medical student, has got a fitness business that's blowing up. Welcome to the podcast, Asri. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolute pleasure to be here. And honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure being in Dubai as well, like an app. A real, real fantasy land for me in what I can actually see with where I see myself going in this space as well. Dubai really opens up the opportunities as well as possibilities because you see who's actually around you, the level of people around you as well. So have you found it in Dubai so far? Exactly the same. That's why I like doing events here so much because it just breaks a lot of people's limiting beliefs in terms of what they think is possible and also what other people are doing. Like in particular, people in Western Europe are like worried about recessions or whatever like that. You come here and then it's like, and then outside the gym, there's like six Rolls Royces. You're like, mm. <laughs> there isn't a lack of money in the world. It's people have a lack of ability and thought process to go and get that money, if that makes sense. Exactly. That's one huge thing for me in terms of even coming here and being around the right people because it really puts into perspective what kind of character traits, skills, beliefs that you need to actually step it up as well. That was a big, big thing for me all the way through as well because if I know that there's one belief that needs to be broken for me to step it up to the next level and the next level and the next level, then I will do literally anything <laughs> to find out what it is because, for example, you are much further ahead in a lot of areas in terms of the fitness business as well, the people around you as well, the coaches that you have on the team, they are really, really far ahead with what they're achieving. And if there is one thing that you know, that you can tell me that I need to hear to get to that next level scale, then I'll do anything to get there. Really. The, the biggest thing I'd say you need to work on straight away is just building a back-end system. So we were talking about mm. this yesterday on a, on a yacht around Dubai, it's pretty cool. Yeah. As we're in a very unique position, which we'll come on to shortly, where He's blown up on Instagram, he's getting loads of traffic and leads, but your backend and systems can't handle it. So for you, it's literally how quickly can you start to build that in terms of fulfillment, in terms of coaches and closers, yeah. because you've got, at the moment, your lead gen is ticked. It's now sales and fulfillment. And the way I look at business is the three wheels, lead gen, sales, fulfillment. You now need to spend your time in sales and fulfillment, sorry, yeah, sales fulfillment before you can go back to lead gen. Because at the moment, it's like saying to you, if you start running cold traffic and paid ads, you couldn't actually handle that amount of volume coming through. So like the sole mission for you right now is in terms of like identifying, okay, I need to bring another coach on board, I need to bring another coach on board and hiring and vetting those people and having the processes and KPIs to do that mm -hmm. to make sure they come on board correctly. Because a big mistake that people make and I've done in the past is you try and throw too much traffic through the system and you end up losing loads of clients, you end up getting a bad reputation, you can get payment disputes and all sorts of problems. Exactly, exactly. Like for me right now, Luckily, the lead gen side of things is going well because that's where I really, really focused on and I was I will try and really figure out how this works organically. So everything so far has been organic and building out the closing team, building out the fulfillment team properly is something I've been really, really dialing in on. So we have a fair few closes and I'm trying to make sure that they are absolute killers in the game. Basically, they are A players and the fulfillment team as well, really trying to scale that and make sure the actual automated side of things as well is sorted so I don't have to worry, stress, make sure that everyone is very clued up on how things work. So numbers are being hit, targets are being hit, results are being produced. You have the transformations, people's lives are changing. That's where we will see the actual scaling side of things coming a lot smoother and quicker as well. 100%. And 
with where and I'm in a great position to do that. One of the things I want to talk to you about right now for the audience listening is obviously you're crushing it on Instagram. You're blowing up, you get your fucking account's blowing up, you're getting loads of traffic. What specifically are you doing? Obviously I know that it's mm-hmm. achieving these kind of results that people can listen to. For sure. So I would always, always say test as much as possible on TikTok. So TikTok is a platform where you can basically spam it. So you can post four, five, six times a day. Make sure you are playing with the algorithm, not against it. So do not ignore the fact that the algorithm matters with timing, with captions, how the actual copy is on the video itself, the length of the video, watch time, how engagement farming kind of works with the length of the caption itself, pulling people in making sure that video is replayed again and again. Given actual value, some this is so heavily overlooked when we get caught up in this trying to go viral, do this, this, this. If there's at least value in the caption where people can take this away and implement it or even try and implement it, get some results. If that is what changes their perspectives and their actual beliefs on what's possible in the fitness side of things, then they will gain value from that. And then you have a process where the more and more content you stack up on top of that, if that goes viral, people have stuff to look back at and they know that, you know, you're providing value. This is someone I want to follow, right? There's, it's not difficult to get like, I I hate saying this, but it's not that difficult to get millions and millions of views on videos, right? That's just going viral. If they're not converting into followers, into inbound leads, then there's an issue there because we've had multiple, multiple videos blow up, right? which have converted into absolutely zero followers, right? There's also been videos where we have really thought about the process behind it. I've really looked into this. And if you want some tangible advice, I guess, which is what everyone does want before I start waffling, I would post four to five times a day on TikTok, especially if you're starting out, maybe take a break where it's maybe once or twice on Friday, Saturday, because just because of the actual situation in nighttime is where the engagement is the highest. So usually after 8 p.m. UK time, where we're at so 8 to 9 p.m uk time is perfect post there make the captions longer for instagram posts after you've found what actually works repost whatever goes viral in that week onto instagram that's what you want to post you can't be spamming instagram and then make sure that you're doing that again and again and again so you will find one thing that goes viral and you can just search for that you can literally search for that on tiktok type in your niche, the topic you want to talk about, let's say fat loss for men, go into the filter where it says liked, most liked, and then you can see the top post there. You can literally see that and you can model your content off of there and then make sure that fits with you, your niche, and then you will find something. If you do that consistently enough, it, it's the same Grant Cardone volume thing, right? If you do that 10X, especially at the start, especially at the start, right? You will find something and you will learn how to go viral. And then if you post that on Instagram, if you have, I would go nine value posts. If you haven't had anything go viral yet, nine value posts with proper value in the content, in the copy. And then you post that one thing that went viral on TikTok and then you post it again and again, three in a row. That will blow you up very, very quickly because people have something to scroll down in. People have a reason to follow. If you put your CTAs on the real cover, we talked about this as well. That's what's going to really draw in the inbound leads. And of course, in your bio as well. How often are you posting on Instagram? Once a day? I try to. So there's, honestly, no. I post about four times a week, and that's usually on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I may post on Sundays. So I haven't been as consistent with posting on Instagram as I should be because I was really, really dialing in on providing value in the captions as well as 
finding what actually works and what people really want to see and want to hear that takes more time on instagram i don't mind taking the bigger hit on the delays with actual posting as long as i know it's posted at the right time on the right day that's fine with me as long as i know i'm testing still on tiktok and with tiktok that's been something that's been a great great platform don't worry about like you know lead quality this and this on tiktok just post no one's gonna see it just pretend no one's gonna see it because it's all gonna be pushed to cold traffic organically and then that's how you should go about it something really smart i, I took up from you is in terms of how you max out the characters in the caption and like mm -hmm. double spacing to try and get people to scroll through so that's a really easy hack in terms of getting people to spend longer on posts which is obviously what all the social media platforms right want right because mm -hmm. the more like time someone's spending on something the more they're going to push that out to more of your audience exactly the more time people scroll down the video is playing in the background again and again this counts as views this counts as more engagement instagram sees this as a more valued video because people are actually reading there's, if there's something to read if there's something for them to actually look through which they're gaining value from if they're clicking on your profile if they follow your cta if they message you they click on their profile these are huge right saves shares are all huge for instagram this will push out your content a lot lot further than most uh, just you know share just like this right don't chase likes likes are pretty irrelevant except you know a gauge of how much people actually found this valuable 100 percent. now yesterday obviously you attended the mastermind which was a pretty sick day what was the number one thing you took from the day that's a very good question so it was more about how other people are really thinking that was huge of course there's so much in terms of just tactics strategies as well which is really really enlightening but mainly making sure that i knew that there is another level possible i always always saw it as if someone knows more than me then i need to know because <laughs> uh every year i see it as every single year i spend not knowing how to make a hundred million dollars is me losing a hundred million dollars not whatever 10 20 30 50k 100k i might invest in mentors inside my business whatever it is it's more how much am i losing by not doing this opportunity cost right it's the same thing it's always always going to be that pain of not knowing where i'm going to really execute on that and i give myself a very constricted time frame to do everything which is why i'm very focused on maximizing my energy and how confined of a time frame I can actually give myself tasks to do because Parkinson's law, I know things are going to get done if I give myself a shorter time frame to do it, right? Work and will work will fit in that time. Give yourself a shorter time frame, you will do more in that time. And is that something you learned from medical school? So medical school was huge. I always think about it as like, is this a distraction or is this something that actually helped me keep my mindset sharp, my mind? in focus at all times because when you have so much to do with medical school with revising with actually going to the hospital to do stuff you have a very much more limited time to focus on your business and when you have that much passion for your business and you know that's what you really really want to do you will do everything to get that stuff done within that time where you know you have a very limited amount of time to do it. I hate this idea of just floating in the air, kind of having tasks to do, but not no real time frame to execute on that with. Medical school definitely, definitely help because you learn exactly what it takes to focus. When you know exactly how to focus and maintain your energy for longer periods of time, you will get a lot more stuff done. 100%. Now, talk about getting stuff done. And obviously one of the big things that entrepreneurs struggle with uh, who are listening to this is maybe handling dopamine. Like I have certain strategies I do with that. What, what do you do on a daily basis to try and control that? 
hundred percent. So I don't have the standard, you know, morning routine that most people do. And I would love to say I do, but for me, first of all, Pomodoro time slots, basically. So having that- you, you started doing that since Corby mentioned that on the, the mastermind call? I started doing short, I always did this uh, Pomodoro thing. So you can get a Chrome extension called Focus to do. That's really good. And Corby basically made sure that I 100% stick to that because he was like, okay, if I do 12 a day, right? 30 minutes, 10 minutes. I always did it 45 minutes, 15, 15 minute break. If I do 12 a day and that's all I need to do to focus on the right task to be successful from my priority list on things I need done, then I'll do it. And it was huge. That's one thing because you have that slight reward kind of thing from just that bell ringing when your time's up. Next thing I really try to do is make sure that the reward of doing something is actually aligned with the effort that's put in to do it. So I will give myself, you know, a treat with whatever it is that I like in terms of food. I actually do use food as uh, <laughs> in terms of dopamine pathways as well. So the next thing I do is I try and get exercise in. So exercise is like for me, a privilege to be able to do that kind of stuff. So going for a walk straight after I do a certain block of work and that of course leaks into the next block of work where you have more energy and I'm not into the whole buying stuff you know materialistic things as much as uh, I may feel like I want to do xyz it doesn't interest me because I want to basically put everything back in the business but that's not what I'm chasing I'm more like how quickly can I scale this how quickly can I grow because one day I'm going to die and I don't know when that day is. And if I haven't done absolutely everything that I could possibly do in that time frame where I have a purpose to fulfill, then I've kind of failed myself, if that makes sense. I'm not too sure if that's how everyone thinks, but for me, the actual idea of you have a limited time on a limited amount of time on this planet is also a huge, huge driving factor. Because I think it's beautiful that, you know, one day you might have your last coffee with friends. One day you might be making the last piece of content for social media, right? The last podcast. The last podcast. I think that's beautiful. I think that's something that you can use and you can really use as a driving factor to help more people. Because I've always seen it as, you know, once all of this is done, I don't want anything. Like I'm planning on giving it all away. There's nothing that I want from out of all of this except the ability to grow. That's where my real driving factor in terms of optimizing dopamine really comes from as well. I love the game too much for it to be something that I just stop, right? So if I always, always see new challenges and new tasks ahead of me, and I'll do absolutely everything to execute on the stuff that needs to be done to get to the next level. And that's where my pain of not knowing things also hits me because I don't have, if I don't have the next target, if I don't have the new thing to work on, and I know it was said yesterday at the Mastermind as well, if you always have something fun to do and new, exciting, it's not necessarily the best. Like I also am fine sitting in the dark doing the same stuff, right? I started out doing all my work from a laptop on my bed for a year and a half, right? And literally taking calls on Zoom on my bed, right? That was where I literally started from the ground up after trying everything. So dropshipping, affiliate marketing, I'm sure this can be done. For me, I see the most scalable business model with what we actually currently do with High Ticket. That's the only thing that I found to work and execute on. And for me, that's where I really built my leverage in terms of learning everything that you could possibly know in terms of what it takes to be good at lead generation with organic marketing, with sales. So I studied everything that you could possibly do with sales. And of course, this is something we learned heavily as well going into this as well, really how to optimize all of this, how to 
get started and grow. And then it was just working, putting in the work to build the leverage to buy back the time and then making sure your team is able to do the work as well. If you can't do the thing right yourself, you can't teach your team to be the best that they could possibly be. So don't outsource, delegate everything from day one. Build an A-class, a team of A players to really do the work which you know you can do to the best of your ability so at least they can do it to 80% of what you can. That's always a target for me. I know they're not going to be as good as maybe I might be because of the volume I've done. You know, thousands of course. I, I don't know how many messages. <laughs> so it's okay if they're not there, but if I can get them there and if they have different thought process beliefs that they can implement into business as well, then that's huge for me. 100%. I think when we come back to obviously talking about like dopamine and what's triggering people, I think some of the key things entrepreneurs should try and focus on is like one, when, as soon as you wake up, not fucking like I've got bad habit of checking for payments coming through, looking at fucking Instagram notifications, whatever, or, or WhatsApp or email, anything that could trigger you. But like one of the things that I find very helpful, people can do every single day, it's completely free and really easy. It's literally like everyone should have goals. Like you have goals, I have goals, personal business goals is literally write down like the two to three biggest goals you have for 2023. Every single morning is like the first thing you do just to reframe your focus of like, this is what I'm getting up for this morning and then getting on with your day. Because I think a lot of people then are on the back foot being reactive to like other things in the external environment. Whereas if you set the intention, like this is what I'm doing this year, and then you physically like literally write that down, then that's going to take you forwards in terms of your actions the rest of the day. Exactly. That was absolutely huge. It's, I always saw dopamine as also making sure you're not frying all your receptors with all the junk that is easy to access. So don't make the reward easy to access. That means all the things that people do that aren't right as well. For example, when I say not right, you should be optimizing for. So sleeping in is huge. Checking your phone, social media in the morning is huge. That will absolutely fry you before you even start because it's so addictive. You can scroll, scroll, scroll for ages, especially when it feels like it's productive, right? You feel like you're doing research and you need to do this, right? If you know you're doing research and you end up scrolling forever, then you need to set a, a allocated time for yeah, you to Pomodoro do timer. Exactly, exactly, right? And then it's all the general daily habits, right? Guys, right? I have, <laughs> I know for a fact, right? That guys are waste, just hormonally as well, completely wrecking themselves by just jacking off like 50 times a day, right? Completely ruining their whole day. Pornography is huge, right? In the space that's completely wrecking most of guys, most guys' potential, chasing, relationships when they probably shouldn't be or they haven't gotten to a point where they built themselves up as men for them to do go into that i'm not saying that you shouldn't i'm not saying that they it won't bring you up as well i'm sure the right person will always always lift you up but at that point you need to focus on yourself to build yourself up as well and i'm not saying that everyone's doing this everything's bad right it's just what you really need to be thinking of as well when you're going about your day-to-day -day life especially when you know, prolactin level spike and drop as well when it comes to all of these things and if you know that your hormonal balance is off when that's what you need to be optimizing for with food filling yourself up so andrew huberman did a study on this as well as soon as you're more than 80 percent full you actually drive a lot of blood flow into your brain so that's going to actually decrease your productivity as well which is why most people do intermittent fasting and feel they are more productive which is something i do to an extent i don't eat solid foods till after 2 p.m that's something that i feel helps my energy levels and helps my productivity. I have whey and liquids earlier in the day. And I also don't reward myself with things which I know are going to distract me. 
and I can list an endless list of things that could possibly do that. Now, coming back to obviously your business and how things have scaled up, the operations things has obviously improved a lot. What would you say is the biggest aspect we've helped you with with that? So first of all, actually making sure that there's proper KPIs that are being hit and how to hit them as well. Of course, having good numbers on you know what you expect your setters to hit and what kind of targets you want them to go for is great. But have you actually done the work to know exactly what can be done in that time frame? Have you actually perfected that process? And then when you guys were like, this is what they need to be doing, this is what you should look out for, how are you going to keep them productive in that time frame? How can you stop them getting distracted? Because as much as you'd love to believe it, they aren't as invested in your business as no. you are, right? It's always this thought process that you need to get out of your head as well that you know they're gonna be doing 100% of the things that you're doing because they have the same passion for the business that you are. So that was huge, knowing how to do that properly. And of course, like actually implementing, cleaning up the backend systems, looking at all of that. So um, the actual, uh, software side of things as well with funnels and with uh, automations that we needed to set up and then the actual hiring process so I wouldn't have had the confidence as well to step out of some of the day-to-day -day stuff for example with sales that I was doing way too much of to really focus on growing the social media side of things as well if I didn't have literally the few words as well from you to be like okay this person needs to do this this person needs to do this you need to focus on the highest leverage activities which you can really grow the business with instead of have it kind of stable and maintenance that's where you know we kind of really did triple the business right we're aiming for 100k months within uh the next three to four months so that's where i'm tracking growth right now for me that's great i'm really trying to scale past that as well get to yours and Frank's level, right? If you guys can do it, I always say it's, you know, it's possible. If everything is possible, then I will actually aim for that. 100%, I think with where you're at at the moment, it's just like restructuring things, those small tweaks that make a big difference because something's like the biggest mistake I see people make when they start to get some success in the business, they're doing 30, 50K, 30 to 60K, whatever or more, is that they get stuck working on the business, oh, sorry, working in the business, not working on the business. So they're doing low leverage tasks in terms of like doing sales calls themselves, they're replying to messages, they're, fucking replying to comments whatever rather than like high leverage tasks of actually like working on the build of business in terms of like hiring team members like training people building systems like strategy for content the things are actually gonna like really move the needle not just like doing the day-to-day -day because what people create in doing that is they create golden handcuffs they create a high-paid job for themselves rather than the business and like the way you want to think about it as is like if you fucked off and went to the Maldives for five days and you left your phone in Dubai, would everything continue? Because that's the goal you want to get to. And I did that last year for like four days, didn't have my phone. I came back and everything continued. We were still making, we were still making the same money and like it was almost as if I didn't exist. So it's like, the goal is almost like, I think about the fitness business, it's like, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, they could just keep going. I've got enough videos and stuff they could just keep posting. It would just continue. And that's how you can try and get yourself out of the business to try and actually work on the business to scale. Exactly. That's exactly what I had in mind. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, would the business still run? And that was really having like an overview as to exactly what I was spending time on with different tasks. So I track my time like I actually do an audit of my time every day. So I know exactly how much I'm spending on each task and how much my time is worth and how much of that should be allocated to the right things to grow and scale. And of course, that comes down to delegating to really good people and finding them. That was a huge thing for me, right? Everyone is told and knows that, you know, they should delegate when they get to a certain point, you should find the right people. 
but then when you ask yourselves of how, who, what do you actually tell them? What do you do? I had no clue with some of the positions that needed being filled. And when you really find out where you can actually source these people from, so you guys gave me a really, really good blueprint on what to look for and what not to look for, which is big. So we talked about this on the boat for a fair bit yesterday. What is it that you don't need to do that's going to cost you a lot more than what you just know you need to do in terms of tasks and kind of information that you already have that you really need to push forward with? So what you don't you do and how clear can you make that path so it's streamlined to get you to your goals as fast as possible? And there's something I like to talk about is the MVP, is minimum viable process. It's like people try to fucking overcomplicate stuff too much. And it's like the essence of basically, so like the main strategy everyone's doing with social media is generally content to like message, message conversation to call, to close, to coach a client. Like how can we streamline that and make it as efficient as possible? Scale up the front end and just make sure the numbers work. And then you just have to identify within that process what's the, the bottleneck and where's the, the general issue with that. And I think that's where people then sometimes don't realize how much you can just scale up that very simple process and they start going off on tangents or they get sold the latest gimmick of doing a paid webinar or whatever on like ads and it's really complicated difficult to pull off and the most important thing is like when you're looking to grow your business is doing the low like easy tasks first that you can build your business like you should easily anyone listening to this you'd be able to make 30 to 50k organically easy like you're doing that like there is no reason that cannot be done. And then when you start to put paid advertising on top of that and you start to build out into other platforms, you can then layer up from there. Cause like, for example, with you, we haven't even touched LinkedIn yet, right? No, not really, not at all. And that's another platform you can make 20, 30K from. So it's like, you start to stack these things together, it then becomes much easier. And particularly we've got someone with like, your background in terms of from the medical side of things, we put you into LinkedIn, you crush it on that because that's what people want to hear about. They want to hear about doping, they want to hear about hormone issues, they want to hear about prolactin. And when you start to speak people's language on the right platform, that's when you start to get that right audience coming in. Because people will say for us, for example, come to us, but oh, LinkedIn doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're trying to talk to them like someone on Instagram or TikTok. Whereas like, if you're dealing with someone who's a CEO or executive, have to treat them like that even when they become a client like i remember one of our coaches called a client from linkedin he was like a big ceo dude and he was like sent a shitty message back and i was like fuck's sake it's like we you just have to understand who you're dealing with and like as an entrepreneur you need to be a chameleon and be able to adjust and pivot depending on who you're talking to at any given time exactly and really building out the actual strategies behind linkedin i haven't actually seen this being done in any other mastermind in with any other coaches so i've worked with coaches before and i haven't seen any of this being done especially to the level of detail it has been and i know for a fact there's people in our mastermind that are doing extremely extremely well just from linkedin as in solely linkedin and of course your business itself this is the other thing right there's so many gurus out there who are apparently great at business business coaching and they've scaled their business coaching business but i don't know anyone that's running their fitness business alongside it and if there is so much changing, just from what I know in terms of the organic, in terms of strategies, it's like, how are those business coaches actually keeping up with all of that if they have no idea what's actually going on? And this is what I say to people every fucking day when they like we speak to them, it's like, we actually have a fitness business. So like, I can tell you what works yesterday, I can tell you what's gonna work tomorrow, what's worked today, because I can give you like quick feedback, as you would know, I put a post up, I'm like, that fucking tanked or that kicked off. It's like the strategy I talked yesterday, we actually put a post up yesterday exactly the same about, I can't remember, it was basically like a 
uh, how to basically not do like should you do a hit cardio or long steady state cardio and then basically offered them a, a free guide at the end and we got like 95 leads or something probably even more than that now straight away bang and like these strategies are really easy when you know how and you do it every day yourself and then it's easy to teach the problem is too many people are, are like trying to teach stuff that worked in 2019 whereas like you need to be relevant with what works now and if anyone who's listening to this if you've got a business mentor at the moment i'd ask them as like do you have a fitness business and if they don't like why do you not did you sell it or if not if they didn't they have always shut it down because it wasn't making any money so were they actually very good at running a fitness business probably not because they still have it exactly and this is where the actual community is well where everyone's sharing their ideas as to exactly what's working is so useful you know if you're trying to do everything by yourself especially when you just have strategies from someone that's just doing business coaching not in the game no one's really learning from each other because there's no one above really trying everything at the scale that they're trying with right you have a really really good team behind you as well and if so many people are all in working on the same goals trying to make their fitness business as large as possible just the information on its own with strategies from your side of things as well as everyone else all combined is huge right you can only go so far on your own right if you have the whole community building you up it's basically a fast track pass all the way to the top 100 percent, and that's literally how to work where i got to where i got i was thinking the other day is like i've stood on the shoulders of giants expression of like corby and frank who are now coaching for us they are the people who got me to where i am and now i'm very fortunate they're now helping and to help people like you get results as well and that's expression they're like two eyes are better than one and now we have such a sick network of other people within the group as well as in clients like you think like i saw you talk to antoine for a long time yesterday like some of the other guys crushing on linkedin it's like there's so much information and people to try in different stuff and also we're trying stuff at mass scale that like we know exactly what works and that's why that's how you're gonna get to progress because the same as like fitness right it's like you're just eliminating the guesswork it's like there's I wrote, this is a really good exercise for anyone actually who's listening to this. So if you get a pen and paper and if you get your goal, I don't know, so your goal is to get to, say it's to get to 50k a month in your fitness business, 25, whatever. Um, right, um, like how do I get to 50k a month, question mark. Right, every single way you could do that physically possible, like literally everything. And then you realize how many different strategies there are, but the reality is you only need two or three and you need to pick the two, three easiest ones that you can actually execute that you will be able to do repeatedly in terms of a system. And when you can do that, you're then gonna be able to actually build a business that's gonna be able to scale and have legs. Whereas a lot of people can get something to work once, but not like repeated. Whereas like, say what you're doing with lead gen is working as a repeated system. What we teach with LinkedIn is a repeated system. What we do with our Facebook and Instagram ads is a repeated system. We're now testing with LinkedIn ads, which when that converts, and that's gonna make a shit ton of money, which I'm very excited about, but I'm just, dialing things in that will make it that, that'll be a sick system and you have to be build these systems and then put it all together and that's how you get massive success yeah, and i think a lot of people are getting caught up in that i can do this myself i can try this and i'll see how it works for me but it's always you know when people have like a tiny bit of success with one strategy they try and fool themselves into thinking that this is what they're going to do forever and this is what's working when they know it's on a decline as well and something that corby said was real real big for me as well it was basically he said you can fool everyone but the man in the mirror and if you can feel fool the man in the mirror then you're probably crazy and i think it's this real idea of letting go of the ego that you have attached to yourself right as soon as you stop being arrogant around no one else can help me like i can try this myself i can do this myself then you will scale a lot faster when you know that there's other people that are on a high level who are there for a reason that can help you then you'll get everywhere a lot faster not just in this every area of life and 
I would say that's a big credit to you and it's a big credit to probably everyone else within the group as well. And that's the quickest way you progress, the quickest way I progress. I'm a product of coaching because I'm a student of the game. I still have multiple business mentors. I have people who have got more experience in specific fields who I go to for advice. Like yesterday, I've never done an event like that before. So I was like, I need help in terms of like how the best way to structure this. And like you learn from other people who have walked the walk before and that's how you move forward quickly at pace rather than like, I'll figure it out yourself is like the worst way you can do it and the same in your business like the most dangerous sentence in terms of an entrepreneur is like i'll do it myself mm-hmm. because you're creating more tasks for you more workload and that's not a business that becomes a job yeah i think this is the issue that fitness professionals have because you know they get tangible results from going into the gym putting the reps in you know eating right and they know that if they repeat this across a long period of time, then they're gonna keep getting results. But then when they fail to actually step outside of just the doing, and they re- really fail to get into that higher level thinking, which you need to be, Im- you need to actually have implemented from someone that's on a higher level than you, then you kind of stay stuck and you need that person above to tell you that this is the right way. Because if you're just doing, if you're just doing again and again and again, and you're expecting the result from just doing, as you do with going to a gym, putting in the work, then you'll stay stagnant, right? You want to grow and you want to scale. And this is what I find, I wouldn't say funny, it's, it's quite sad, but it's, it's like the blind leading the blind because I see a lot with a lot of other business masterminds, what happens is people hire, they hire coaches to coach within these business masterminds who are failed fitness coaches because, and if you're listening to this right now and you're in a business mastermind and you have a coach who isn't the main guy who runs it, I'd ask this question, why is this guy coaching? Because if he had his own fitness business was really successful, he wouldn't be doing it mic drop because it's true and that's the reality of like one of the most important skills and i know you have that as is like learning to look think critically about situations and rather than just taking what's in front of you exactly and one thing i do have to say is like it's a huge huge credit to you it's you've been very very aggressive in terms of your action taking which i know isn't always going to work for everyone but if you have the right direction and you have the actual courage to take every step that you need to take then you'll get to that goal that you have a lot quicker. But if you do have this fear of letting go of things with finances, with uh, your actual time, with if can I actually do it, will it work for me kind of thing. If you have this constant fear around that, it's very hard to scale. So I actually let go of a lot of this very early in my days. I was heavy in the trading space. So I always knew that money isn't really the numbers on a screen kind of thing and it's more a game of how much we can actually accumulate with all of that with risk reward with how you can actually do that and when i know the roi on having a mentor is so ridiculously high for the time that i would be putting in for the effort i'd be putting in then it's like a no-brainer right it's like if someone said that you know if you put in this amount of money you're going to get this amount out right and that's pretty much guaranteed based on you know where you're at and all you need to do is kind of execute which you can probably do already and you just need that person then it's like why wouldn't you take that and also even this is the way people need to think about it is like people always want a quick return on investment of what they spent which i appreciate however if you think you're 23 years old i teach you something today you've got that for the next 50 60 years of your life to implement and like and reap the rewards from and that's like, I think you mentioned I move very quickly with things because as soon as I find out a new strategy or something that works, I'm like, fuck. Like I get anxiety of like, why have I not been doing this? Because other people have been doing it. And like, 
I need to go all in and exploit this. And that's what you should be feeling if you're listening to this right now and you're not seeing the progress you want. You need to take massive action and be quick with implementing things to move fast. Exactly. People get stuck and comfortable sitting in the same place. I absolutely hate the idea of getting comfortable because I know I'm not growing. You grow in discomfort, you don't grow in your comfort zone. And I don't care what people have to say about the whole work-life balancing. Like, if I find this fulfilling, I will continue to do it. And it's like, why would I want to compromise my work-life for balance where this is what I find fulfilling? Why would I not want to do the thing I like doing every day? And then it's also this idea of, you know, if you're ready to take the action and you know that you have to, to get to that next level, how much is it actually costing you to stay in the same place? It's so expensive to stay in the same place. And that's where I've always, always thought that, you know, do whatever you can to step it up or you will get left behind this. And the world is not nice. It's a very, very cold, ruthless place and you will 100% get left behind. If you don't have a positive cash flow business, if you don't, if you're not continuously learning and growing, if you're not expanding your knowledge, if you're not expanding your actual thought processes, if you're not expanding your actual beliefs around what's possible, your skills, your character traits, it's so, so hard to get to another level of what you know you need to do. The standard nine to five job isn't going to get you that far. I hate to say it, but it's hard to be a producer for the rest of your life. If you're not a thinker and if you're not really building onto that next level, which I know most people listening to this are going to be people that are wanting to get to that next level, next level. If you're just buying yourself a job with what you're doing in the fitness business, it's very hard to get to yourself to the next level. And if you don't know how to actually think to get to that next level, then it's going to be very difficult to hit that goal where you have true freedom. So now I really do have freedom to step outside of the majority of the business if I want to. I'm not going to because I really want to scale. But if I really want, I have freedom to spend time with my family. I'm here in Dubai. I am here filming a podcast. Things are getting done. The business is running. Sales are being made. I'm not doing anything. If I am able to do that and it was just the leverage I needed to build at the beginning with the right tasks to be able to do that and buy back my time, then I would do absolutely everything again and again to do if I had to start over. If I had to start over, I would do everything again to learn everything I possibly could and risk everything up front as well in terms of making the right choices with mentors, for example. Yeah. And one thing I'd say to you is like, you can use what's that saying is like you can go you're alone but you go alone but you won't go very far you can go with someone else you go a long way and it's like that support is a key thing to like take you to another level in your degree 100 percent. and you've done that very very well i know you've invested into many mentors yourself like personal development coaches yourself you're someone that i feel is really going to invest into yourself and if that's one thing that other people can learn from you as well is how quickly can you actually invest into yourself if you know that's going to take you to that next level and that's what everyone I feel should be aiming for in this space because it's so continuously changing. No one knows what's coming up. So you need to build up the skill level. You need to actually build up your skill sets, your character traits, your beliefs to push forward in terms of any challenges that may come up. Right? If you're constantly stuck in this universe around yourself where it's your limiting factor is time and your knowledge, then it's hard for you to actually buy back that freedom that you need to spend time with your family your kids go on holiday even stop this thing stop this thinking around should i be doing this is this going to work can i actually do this forever then you really really do need to get into like a learning process and to finish one last tip from you actually what would be the number one thing someone should implement to move quickly with a business if they're, if they're a beginner or they're more advanced Okay, so for a beginner, I would get really, really good at sales calls. 
So do as much studying as you can. We talked about this on the yacht yesterday as well. Do as much studying around script, not just scripts, but around how this process actually works from the person coming in contact with you, you being on the phone to that end in terms of objections, in terms of what kind of pain points, problems people have, and then use that in every single area of your business. So that's your copywriting, your actual content. That's what drives your business, right? That's where the lead gen automatically gets further, like actually grows organically and grows further and further. When you really know how to do that properly, that's going to be huge and perfecting your messaging process to not sound like a weirdo. Remember, you're not a bot, right? Every single person, remember how conditioned people are to actual chatbots nowadays, right? This is something that's huge, right? And for people that are more advanced, I don't know how advanced you're talking about because I know your level of advanced, but for people that are more advanced, make sure your closes are good, like extremely good. That's remember, that's the lifeline of your business. If your closes aren't good, if their close rate isn't as good as it should be, if you're not reviewing sales calls, if you're not cutting off the bottom half of your closes, and if you're not really trying to bring in new talent all the time, then it's very, very hard to scale because you're limited not just by you know, how many people you can bring into your company, but just by how the level of your business as a rep, in terms of reputation, the amount of people that come back to us just from the conversations they've had with sales calls, they come back to us a week, two weeks, three weeks down the line, message us back to actually join the program because there was- You've that, got a relationship. Exactly, that level of relation, relationship building and knowing how to teach that is going to be huge. And that actually comes back to basics, learning how to do it yourself and continuously learning. That never stops. If you stop learning, you stop growing. Thank you for the podcast, Asri. Where should everyone find out about you? I'm on Instagram, asri.zacharia. And thank you so much for watching. I appreciate your time. And thank you for your time in hosting me in Dubai as well. No, it's a pleasure, pleasure. So everyone listening to the podcast, please make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast. If you share it to my story, uh, share it to your stories and tag me, I will share it on Twitter as we will as well. And then if you uh, need help building a fitness business and want to scale to the massive numbers that Asri's doing and we're doing as well, drop me a message with scale at Charlie Johnson Fitness or the 7 Figure Scaling Systems IG page. And we'll see you next episode very soon. Thank you so much.